The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Masarowski. Susan off this week. Here are the stories we're following for Friday, December 29th, our last time being together before the new year. Well, there's more information this morning. On the carbon monoxide scare at a local hockey rink, over 100 people were sent to the hospital for treatment after experiencing symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning while at the Holiday Twin Rink in Cheektowaga. The toxic fumes came from an improperly working furnace near the snack bar, which had likely built up carbon monoxide for days, according to National Fuel. While no one had to be admitted to the hospital, 111 people were treated for their symptoms. In a Facebook post, rank management said that the heating unit was disconnected and is in the process of being fully replaced. And they have been given approval for safely reopening again, although we're hearing that they have closed for today. The post said that carbon monoxide detectors that were in place failed and that new ones were being installed. Again, we'll bring you the latest updates on this situation as it goes on, but 111 people treated for their symptoms. Bills pass rusher Von Miller addressing the media for the first time since turning himself into police in suburban Dallas on November 30th after allegedly assaulting the mother of his children who's pregnant. Miller saying any incident that took place has been, quote, blown out of proportion. It's been a crazy month. Um, you know, obviously there are things that I can't talk about, but um, everything that was out is uh, completely uh, wrong and, and uh, blown out of proportion. Uh, me and my uh, my girlfriend, we have problems just like any other couple does, but it's never been uh, any of the things that was alleged against me. Against me, so hopefully over time, you know, all of this stuff will get cleared up, and you know, life is just sometimes life's just be life. Um, you just got to keep pushing and keep moving. Um, the people um, who know me um, and the people who've been around me know my character. They know who I am. Miller, part of the team getting ready for Sunday's game against the Patriots. Josh Allen this week spoke on how different the offenses look since Joe Brady took over. I think the game plan with us for a while was double 14 and make everybody else beat you. And I think consistently guys have now shown that they can step up and make those plays. You talk about, you know, Gabe in this last game, Dalton and Dawson. You talk about Khalil Shakur, you know, James Cook coming out of the backfield too. So I think it's it's to a point now where it's... I don't know how beneficial it is to double 14 because some of the other guys are making plays. So, you know, when we have our opportunities, we just we got to execute them. And I think it comes down to whoever plays best on Sunday and we got to put our best foot forward. You know, we're, we're just trying to win football games at the end of the day, no matter how we do it. And obviously we've paid more attention to the run game. But, you know, it's Stefan Diggs. we got to get him the ball. i got to get him the ball and allow him to make plays for us. And, you know, haven't done a great job of that in the last few games. So looking forward to getting back on track this week. Okay. Uh, so Bills, maybe, will they look any different? I don't know. What's the attitude going into this game? You can let us know throughout the morning, 803-0930 on our text board to see well, exactly how you're feeling. I think it's it's going to be a strange, well, not strange, uh, it's going to be a different type of atmosphere, Joe, at the game and around fans Sunday. The mood is, don't mess this up. Yeah, on edge. Yeah, it's not, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier this year. After the lot, it's not that I wanted the Bills to lose, but then you're kind of looking forward to games, and you don't. It's not a don't mess this up. It's like, oh, I hope we win. 
Like, that to me is the best feeling to go into a game. I hope we win. Like, you know, this is going to be fun to watch. Let's see if they can do it. Now we're back to don't mess this up. Yeah, yeah. There's no fun. Like, they fall behind. It's – I don't have many uh, nails left after the L.A. game. Yeah. So ne- – Then next week we'll be back to I hope they win. Should be a good one. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. If everything works out right. Yeah. If they don't mess this up. If they don't mess this up, yeah. If they don't mess this up. Uh, 5.06 on WBEM. Well, it's one of the biggest party nights of the year. Coming up in just a few days, WBEN's Tom Puckett takes a look around Western New York at some of the biggest New Year's Eve parties. If stepping out New Year's Eve is in your playbook, the Statler is hosting a bash, and this year, says Alex Sheen, is a special event. It is 100 years since the Statler has been built. So it was built in 1923. Um, we just reopened with Douglas Development, so we're celebrating 100 years by having a centennial New Year's Eve ball. Alex Sheen says the event features an open bar, hors d'oeuvres, and live music. If you want to head outside, there is that ball drop downtown. Mayor Brown, thrilled about that. There's a lot of momentum in our city. As we approach the new year, I want to continue uh, to build on the positive momentum Uh, and carry that uplifting spirit into the new year to further strengthen and beautify the great city of Buffalo. Free parking is available at the Fernbach and Mohawk ramps. And if staying in with younger ones is on the agenda, there's First Night. Carrie Meyer with the Independent Health Foundation says it's a virtual event. All local entertainers, like we typically have done when we hosted it downtown at the convention center, all of the fan favorites, so we would have the Jeff Musel, the animal guy. We would have a puppet show. We would have arts and crafts. We would have superheroes. We'd have learn how to dance, learn how to sing. We'd have a dance party. You can log on and watch for free, but Meyer says you can also buy a box to enhance your experience. More information online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Lots of ways to ring in the new year we'll be talking about throughout the morning on WBEN, including a look at security, that coming up with Brad Garrett in just about 10 minutes. Former President Trump's legal team fighting efforts to keep him off the ballot in 2024 in multiple states now. Melissa Adon reports Trump has been barred from the ballot in a second state. The Secretary of State in Maine disqualifying Trump, siding with a group of politicians, one Democrat, one Republican, and one Independent, who say Trump was ineligible for the primary ballot because having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution, Trump engaged in insurrection against the same. Trump's legal team says they will appeal to the state's highest court. Another state after Colorado just a couple of weeks ago. Another consequence of the war in the Middle East, U.S. sailors and Marines moving into the eastern Mediterranean. Two amphibious ships carrying 1,500 sailors and Marines, along with jet fighters, helicopters, and armored vehicles, have transited the Suez Canal from the Red Sea into the eastern Mediterranean. Joining another amphibious ship already there, that gives the U.S. military a much greater capability to evacuate Americans from Lebanon if the simmering conflict between Israel and the Iranian-backed terrorist group Hezbollah boils over. Israeli officials have been vocal with their threats to clear out a buffer zone in southern Lebanon if Hezbollah's shelling of northern Israel does not stop. U.S. officials say they don't see signs that Israel preparing to move into southern Lebanon at this time. And looking back, one of the big stories of 2023, the massive wildfires in Lahaina, in Hawaii, and thousands of survivors are still without a home. 
Hawaii's Governor Josh Green wants to do something about that. He's pushing for short-term vacation rentals to be converted into long-term housing. What I'm proposing is gently to have people volunteer to transition their short-term rental to a long-term rental. We will keep them whole. In other words, we'll give them fair market rate for what they were getting at their at their short-term rental rate. Over 100 people died in the fire last August. Green says there's still over 3,000 families without homes. The exclusive WBN, some weather forecast for the day today, calls for a cloudy sky. Some areas of dense fog this morning. There are dense fog advisories for most of western New York outside of the southern tier through the first part of our morning. We'll find some scattered showers developing. There'll be some patchy areas of drizzle. Temperatures will be into the low 40s, and the breeze will pick up just a little bit out of the southwest, ushering in somewhat cooler air for tonight with scattered showers of both rain and wet snow. Could see a slushy coating to an inch of accumulation in the hills, the low temperature in the mid-30s. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. There's continued fallout from a political cartoon that appeared in the Buffalo News upsetting many Jewish people in western New York and beyond. The Adam Ziegler cartoon features blood coming from a faucet that has the Star of David as its handles. Rabbi Mendy Lebkowski of the Shabbat Center for Jewish Life is joining us on the line right now. Uh, Rabbi, thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, you're once again demanding an apology from the Buffalo News. There's been a few days now of response to this political cartoon. What have you noticed? Good morning, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. When the story first broke, I obviously, I honestly thought that it was an honest editorial mistake. Um, Cartoons, they slipped through somehow. We're in the holiday season. People are off. And I was certain that this would be fixed right away the cartoon would either go down, the cartoon would be changed, and a prompt apology will be in order from the Buffalo News. Unfortunately, we haven't seen any of that. The cartoon is still up on Buffalo News' website. And instead of an apology, they always say that the cover-up is always worse than the scandal itself. And instead of getting an apology from the Buffalo News, so far we're just getting a whole bunch of excuses that many things they gave out. But what's interesting to me is when you look at the letter they gave out, the first thing they mentioned in their um, editorial yesterday, December 27th, in the note to the readers is many of the readers who responded saw the cartoon as an anti-Semitic attack. And therefore, they're acknowledging that many of the readers did see it as anti-Semitic. And therefore, I think right there, all they have to do is give an apology. There's not take the cartoon down and give their apology. I don't think that's too much to ask. Are you surprised, or maybe not so, at the lack of response? You you mentioned the response from the Buffalo News, but just kind of in the greater Western New York community, um, whether it's uh, political leaders or anyone else in other positions, that there really has not been any sort of outcry over this when, you know, typically something like this were to happen, whether it's in the media, here on the radio or on TV or just in public in a different way of life, you'd have uh, our, our inbox would be filled with people saying that, you know, this is a serious issue. We should not leave a segment of our community, uh, of our population to be felt left out or attacked. 
Right. And that's ironically something like this cartoon that is so hurtful and so painful. However, it's something that really brought the Jewish community at large together here in Buffalo and um, throughout the world today with the, with, the, with the web. It goes out so fast. And uh, the amount of emails that I had personally pouring into my inbox from people that I don't even know trying to keep up with those emails and um, the phone calls that are coming in, it's amazing to see the Jew- Buffalo Jewish community uniting and with a firm conviction that this was undeniably anti-Semitic. And that's something that I wrote in my statement and I sent it to um, the Buffalo News is it's not about the intention of the cartoonist. It's not about the way you um, interpreted it before it got printed in the news. This is something that the Buffalo Jewish community is very hurt for. Some people um, remind them of rhetoric in the 1930s. Others is blatant anti-Semitic. But everyone could agree that the Stars of David, regardless of what the intent was, what he did think, what he didn't think, is that it includes all Jews, including Buffalonians. And therefore, you are saying those skeletons, bloody skeletons coming out of the faucet, that's from us, that we're directly connected to that. And back to your point about lack of voice, um, unfortunately, for some reason, there is a lack of a voice. I don't know if it has to do with people are scared to speak up. I know some people have called me personally and said they connected this back to um, Sweet Home incident, where unfortunately they didn't feel that they got an adequate response. And therefore, people are scared. People, a lot of kids, a lot of teens I've been talking to, they're saying that this is very, very hurtful and this is very dangerous because when you're blaming something that's going on on the other side in the Middle East on people, at least the way the Jewish community is perceiving it, that the cartoonist is blaming us for what's going on over there, that is very scary and that's extremely damaging. And I really, really hope that more people should speak up and people hopefully, to me, I let it, I let it rest for a little bit because a little bit because I was sure by now we would have a response. I was sure that the Buffalo News would take down their take down the cartoon and issue the response. So I'm 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 really shocked at the Buffalo News. Uh, Rabbi, b- before we let you go, is this in your mind anti-Semitism or or is this something you know? When I talk with leaders of the Native community here in Western New York um, about something like uh, school mascots. Uh, one thing I hear is that, you know, having a mascot, they, they feel like they're treated as if they don't exist, um, as if they're a thing of the past or just uh, as if it's not an actual community here in Western New York. Is Does maybe the cartoon have that impact on Jews in Buffalo to where it's not so much we think that this is anti-Semitic, it's as if nobody's thinking of us because— it feels like we don't exist. Sometimes on the contrary, I think whoever uh, I'm not, I'm not personally familiar with Adam, but if you go back, this is the earliest I've heard about him was 2014 already. He was publishing cartoons and obviously for someone in the Buffalo news to publish cartoons so much, so many cartoons over the past almost 10 years directed at Israel Obviously, I believe he, he he definitely recognizes that there is a thriving Jewish community here in Buffalo, and we do have a thriving Jewish community, a very 
proud Jewish community. And whenever anything like this happens, we always have to look at and say, this happened in our lifetime, not God forbid, because we did something wrong, but we have to take a lesson for it. And I think it's beautiful to see the Jewish community, all denominations, everyone coming together and saying this is anti-Semitic. I think it's really, really beautiful on the positive side. Well, Rabbi, thank you for the time this morning. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Rabbi Mendy Lepkowski of the Shabbat Center for Jewish Life, joining us live here on WBEN. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.